0: to down the line this week a different episode uh dylan again can't join me today but he's back uh he's had a bit of a rest um he was on the show every uh every week in 2018 but uh a bit busy he's been this year but he's finally he's come to join us our resident tigers fan Lockie, is here um uh,
1: mate how are you going it's been an interesting season yeah mate. good good uh good few weeks off well rested a few and, weeks uh, a ready few, to go a few,
0: uh, <laughs> a few 52 weeks um yeah no, it's um obviously Richmond in the uh prelims this week. Uh hey you sort of feeling, like just as as a supporter, think, how the side's um, gone this year. Give us like a one minute sort of um wrap uh, up of how well, you see Richmond this year.
1: Couldn't be happier with how we bounced back from some pretty significant injuries at the start of the year, to be honest, when rants went down, I wasn't very optimistic. Um but yeah, obviously looking a lot better now. Um, I still think I'm a lot more nervous than, than most people are about this game on the weekend. But that's, uh, that's just how I think about footy games a lot. But uh, I think a lot of people are riding off Geelong. And I don't think that should be the case.
0: Interesting stuff. We'll uh, get onto that a bit later in the show. But it's good to have you here once again. Here, RMIT Building 9, by the way, is where we're at today. Um, so we'll just, um, I'll just go through the results from the round. There's obviously two games last weekend, semi-final weekend. Uh, the Cats, uh, me and Dylan both actually picked West Coast in this one. And it, the three quarter time, it did, it did, it did look like was, they were they were going to get up. They had the lead, they had all the momentum, but big last quarter from the Cats saw them get up by 20 and set up that preliminary final, which we will talk about later. And uh, the other semi-final was one for the ages. Uh, the Giants got out to a quick start. You thought it was all over. Then Brizzy pegged their way back into it, but you know, goal for goal, pretty much. Um, from then on, and the Giants just picked them at the post, the three point win up there. So they play against Collingwood. But we'll start probably with the um, we we'll start with the big news before we uh, get into talking about those semi finals. And it's um, obviously the Giants out, and uh, Toby Green, who could appear, we could still get off, and um, Lucky Whitfield. Um, how will that affect? It'll, it'll obviously affect them. But how do you think that'll
1: um change the result? And um, do you think that's fair that Toby Green isn't playing? Um, to start off with Zach, I think if Toby is definitely out and Lockie is out as well, um, I think the Giants are a write-off. Um, I think they were pretty big underdogs anyway. Uh, but you know, we know how important Toby Green has been, especially in the second half of this season and through the finals, playing a lot more midfield time, getting a lot of touches and still kicking some goals and things. Um, has been the most important player over the last couple of months and yeah, I, I, don't think he should be getting a week off this week. I think he should be playing, and hopefully I reckon the appeal goes well for the Giants and, and just for footy as well. I think it's a lot better if Toby Green gets off. Um, the way I saw the issue, to be honest, is you look at last week's one, I think last week's one was probably worthy of a week. I think last week's one was worse than this week's one. Um, the AFL obviously didn't give him any punishment. Came back this week after a lot of uh, anger from fans, a lot of unhappy people. And I think they tried to make up for the mistake by then suspending him this week, uh, even though I think this week's one there's not even nearly enough evidence to have him sitting on the sidelines.
0: Yeah, couldn't agree more with that. Um, with that review of that, I think um, yeah, I mean obviously Toby did get off with the Bonapelli one, and I think I thought that was probably more clear cut, to be honest, than the um, Toby than the uh, Lockie Neil incident. And Lockheed obviously caught up, and he did he did basically the same thing as Bond did, and sort of said that he wasn't really sure thought it was with his nose, you know, he sort of, he, he helped Toby Green and it still didn't even matter in the end. And, um, yeah, I'm a bit surprised. I mean, there's obviously there was a couple of uh, ex with people on the, uh, tribunal panel and, uh, the MRO. So that could be, uh, something, so it could be, it could be a little bit in that. I'm 100%, 100% sure. There,
1: at the end of the day, if it's you're a bit charging dodgy. someone for eye gouging and the guy who is supposedly eye gouged said he didn't touch my eye, then I don't think you've got a leg to stand on. Um, and yeah, just so into the wounds with Lockie Whitfield going out. That's just so unlucky. Oh, for the hours Giants. after, hours after, like he's yeah.
0: probably. He, I mean, he's he's one of the best players in the comp. Obviously, he's gut running. Was well held last he week. He was well held. Yeah, um, um, I thought he was. He was very well held actually. There, who was on him? I can't really. Was it Nick Robertson who had that yeah, job? Yeah,
1: he did a lot of it. But I think a lot of the Giants players all kind of got involved and helped out as well. Yeah, so yeah, it was, so, yeah, it was a good well job there. Right but
0: end. that first, that first, finally, is the Bulldogs. We saw quite how good he is. Really, He um, you know, had thirty odd touches. Absolutely killed them. So he's obviously a massive out. The way he uses the ball as well, just sort of gives him that, you know, just helps with that two-way running. So the Giants are obviously a very good side with that, but with Canelio and Whitfield, probably two of their best runners out, um, and Toby Green, the X-Factor. Yeah, I can't really see them. I was actually tempted to pick the Giants um, going into the game because the way they're going about it at the moment is just um, absolutely fantastic. They're playing hard footy. That week off really did wonders for them, but that's the, footy's a cruel game
1: sometimes. I still think... Um I think even with those two playing, I would be tipping Collingwood. Uh, the Giants, over the last couple of years, especially in bigger games with big crowds, have struggled at the MCG. Um, and I can't see any reason why this week's a different kind of week in terms of that. Like you see, like an interstate team like West Coast, I think is a different story because they have performed well at the G. So I'm not just writing them off because they're interstate, but also just because of the history there. Um but even still, yeah, if you've got no Toby Green and Lockie Whitfield, I think that just takes your chances from low to nothing.
0: For sure. And we'll I'll get more into the preview of the game a bit later on. But um, we did have a two games on the weekend and it was, um, yeah, it was, it was probably two really good games. Because the finals have been a bit, I don't know, the first week of finals, other than that geelong Collingwood game, which really only got good towards the end, they were a bit of a, bit of a flop, man. There was a lot of one-sided results there um so if this is kind of the round i think footy needed there were two pretty close games and we'll start with um friday night with um Chelong and the west coast eagles and the cats were a team on a mission early on weren't they lucky they were you know ferocious hard west coast couldn't really um it was actually a change of the 2018 grand final the first quarter the way that west coast were just shell shot by the uh pressure of the cats but as as they did in 2018 they fought their way, way back into it and really three quarters time pro- probably should
1: have won they were in they were in a good position You know, you say that they fought their way back into it, but to be honest, the way I see the game is West Coast lost it for themselves in the first quarter. They did. If instead of giving Geelong that head start because they started so slow, um, they started harder and they had the five-goal advantage. Geelong, I don't think, are the kind of team who are going to come back from that. Um, but what West Coast did instead is they let Geelong take a lead and then brought it back to about level. And that's when you guys like your Joel Selwoods and Patrick Dangerfields can get to the last quarter and go, here we go, last quarter, let's have a serious red-hot crack here and, and get the job done, which is exactly what they did.
0: Even um, if they like broke even though in that third, like they, wouldn't, they didn't have to be
1: five goals up West Coast. Yeah, All they had exactly. to do was sort
0: of break even because really, then they could have, second and third quarter, they were, they were pretty dominant, the Eagles. They, they probably could have got out to a, 25 to tw- uh, 30 point lead if they just broken even in that first quarter then they could have probably held the cats off for that last quarter but yeah giving up that lead they yeah it was just yeah that, that you, you can't really do that in finals I mean obviously 2018 grand final is a bit of a you know
1: well i think you can kind of see the difference between the geelong west coast game and then the brisbane richmond one the week before yeah. whereas i think both of those games you know geelong and brisbane dominated the first quarter um but West Coast went into quarter time being five goals down, whereas Richmond went into quarter time being two goals down. Yeah. Um. And I mean, they were a bit fortunate with with the goal kicking and stuff, but even still, just scrapping to keep yourself only two goals down, um, just mentally makes such a big difference for the rest of the game. And then when Richmond had their dominant period, instead of getting level, they got up and they then did. Brisbane yeah, for couldn't sure. Come back. And I
0: thought, yeah, I was really impressed with how Richmond did that because they were they, they were beaten pretty badly in the first quarter and a half of really, that game, really but badly. they were just they they just scrapped their way. They 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 just kicked their little you know the the chaos ball like you know they, they you know those small forwards Rioli things like that they they just sort of scrapped their way to goals and eventually well, once the game turned and they, that move from we'll talk about that move from Damien Harvey to put Dusty um forward later but that was just yeah inspired stuff and it, um yeah really caused um yeah probably, probably gave them the win there so yeah, talk about the tigers a bit later but I'm from west coast perspective I mean the way that Long managed to shut down the in- intercept game was really um, impressive for me. I thought that you know Radagalia had his best game ever, and um, that's because he was you know crashing packs and you know basically just uh, moving his big frame around. And it re- they really didn't let McGovern and Barass and Hearn really get the game on their own terms, did they?
1: Well, um yeah, Radagalia all of a sudden becomes even more important next week with no Tom Hawkins. And he does. And he's in the right kind him. of. He's in the right kind of form to do that you know if you ever want to be put in that position it's when you've just played the game of your life and and that's what radically is that's position radically is in so we'll see how he performs being you know the number one target for this outstanding richmond defense next week yeah no, for
0: sure i mean obviously he did have that good game but tom Hawkins really um you know was set it up for him yeah he was yeah. he kicked four he was he, he really um bounced back because we, we had a crack at him <clears> last week um obviously he didn't kick a goal in that Qualifying final struggled a lot in over the last month or so, so yeah, to come back and put in that performance was really good from Tom, and just unfortunate that he um has to miss this week because yeah he would have been huge for the Cats' chances, but I feel like the Cats do have um a few other avenues to go. And we saw a bit um you know with the likes of their midfielders getting amongst the goals and um, players like I'm not sure who the goalkeeper was. I'll have to have a look, but yeah, I mean just in recent just in like weeks, I mean they get like Atkins pops up for a couple. Graham Myers kicks a few. Um, yeah, Tim Kelly kicked a couple. Dowhouse, even like Jeff Buse cut up and So they do have other goal kicking options on the ground. The Cats and that, I think they did show that they um on the on the weekend especially that they, you know they do have a lot a lot of other forward options.
1: I just think um, from a Geelong point of view going into this week, I think Patrick Dangerfield's just will to win should scare every single team in the competition. You yeah. know. Like Geelong got a bit of a side of it in the last quarter. West Coast definitely got a side of it in the last quarter this week. Oh, sorry, um, Collingwood. Collingwood, I meant to yeah, say the man, first he time. was
0: huge um, there, danger.
1: And uh, yeah, so now coming up against Richmond, who historically Dangerfield's played well against, um, we'll see how, how much he can do there. And, you know, even when you're a team coming in as underdogs, when you've got the best player on the field, which I think Patrick Dangerfield is in any match of AFL footy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you were always a chance for sure, and I mean, obviously, um, from that Cats perspective
0: as well. Joel Selwood had a nice bounce back game on the weekend. Great game from him. But it was like likes with um, you know, with Mitch Duncan. Now I really liked what um I saw from Guthrie and Tui. They really, they you know had thirty and twenty seven touches. Well, people were talking really.
1: about Tui getting dropped and ended yeah, up being one you of, you know, of the, best, one on the best four or five. So,
0: and so I thought, I thought the Cats really um, they really you know with with Duncan now obviously such a big contributor for them um with him. Those two really um you know picked up picked up the slack and they really drive that outside run, so they'll be pretty buoyed by that with Dunk If Duncan does it. is Duncan gonna play this week? I don't think so. Um, um yeah, I'm not too sure. I yeah, think that's so still a bit touch and go with Mitch. they, they showed that they do have the depth to you know cover players like him, and yeah, so really um football well held as well. Only had the 18 touches and they mm. still managed to. But he still had an impact. He had an impact, but it was I really. I really enjoyed what I saw from you know the rest of the team because they were, yeah. you know they've, they have been criticised a bit for being um a bit too reliant on their stars yeah. so it was pretty good it was really good to see actually um you know those sort of second tier players have a big impact on the big stage.
1: Moving on from Geelong a bit, I do want to touch on West Coast a bit, even though they aren't playing this week. Um, to be honest with you, I reckon the last month of West Coast season has been an absolute failure. You know, coming into the finals, you look at the top contenders. Richmond have had injuries all year. Still, Alex Rance down. You know, Collingwood have spent the whole second year like seriously badly injured, trying to bounce back. Brisbane are an inexperienced team. Um, you know, all the other contenders have big question marks on them. And to be honest, West Coast were probably the one that should have been looking to really, really strike. Like they were probably set up the best, hadn't had too many injuries, everything was kind of going right for them. And then all of a sudden, they choke against Hawthorne the yeah, best that way was, to put it. Yeah, put themselves into fifth. Um, you know, obviously win pretty easy the first week and then second week of the finals, just let Geelong get a big old bounce on them and, and lose in the last quarter. And I think West Coast should be pretty disappointed because this was a, a really good year for them to strike and go back to back.
0: Yeah, it was. I mean, obviously the Eagles, um, they had that rough patch, patch to start the season. Then they sort of got into their groove to the middle towards the end of the year. But that, that last month was pretty poor. Even that game against the Crows, they probably... Weren't fantastic, and they went by sure, ten actually. points. Um, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, I mean you know, it, it, it has been poor for West Coast. I think. Um, yeah, that game against Hawthorne, that could have locked them into the top four, and, and we we'll still be talking about them in the prelims. But
1: yeah, I mean, potentially even a home prelim, I wouldn't have been surprised if, yeah, if they'd they got they, up they, in the first week.
0: Yeah, they, they, even, they, yeah, they, they probably should have really came second. Yeah, or even, yeah, obviously Brisbane. We all saw um, how they went in the finals, and I probably think that yeah, they will probably. The second best team in it, um, you know, maybe like a month before the season ended. Yeah. So yeah, it was um, yeah, pretty disappointing for them to go out in the second week of the finals, but you know, at least you know, they do have their their premiership. Uh the Eagles fans, I'm, I'm sure they won't be too disappointed with that. But you yeah, gotta take
1: them when you can get them, though.
0: Yeah, you do. Yeah, for sure. And I think that was a huge opportunity missed there for West Coast, and even still at three quarter time, they probably should have won that game too. I mean, West Coast are probably
1: a better side
0: yeah. really okay. I as
1: a Richmond fan I was much more worried about West Coast than I am about Geelong
0: yeah I mean a Richmond West Coast Prelim would have been yeah fantastic so yeah I mean it's a, I'm not saying the Cats one won't, won't be but I think that the Eagles probably if you're probably subbing the Eagles are probably, probably the four best sides of the year yeah we'll move on now to the other semi-final just quickly probably one of the games of the year really was this one up at the uh, Gabba Brisbane after a, a tough loss to the Tigers I mean they had more scoring shots and they really could have Buried the Tigers um, early if they, you know, got their shit together in front of goal, but they couldn't. um, And they found themselves in a semi-final against a a, a red-hot Giants team who came out absolutely
1: firing. Keep the first five goals, and it looked like it's going to be all over then, didn't it? Well, yeah, I honestly think the Giants, uh, not the Giants, the, the Lions are one of the stiffest straight sets teams I've ever seen. I don't think they were, you know, a lot of the time when you've got a straight sets, a team go out in straight sets, everyone's kind of like... Oh, you know, they probably didn't deserve top four anyway. I still think the Lions are kind of in that position, you know. They had two games in a row they could have won at home. Pretty interesting that they'd never lost a final at the Gabba before and then they lost two in a row in the same yeah, year. One um, and one in
0: the only lost
1: one game for the whole season up
0: there. So yeah. they lose two
1: in a row, yeah. It's yeah. pretty bad. Um But still I, I don't think it's as bad as it seems for the, the Brisbane Lions. They're a young team. Um not a lot of people expected them to even get to, you know, a semi-final. And I think the fact they finished second makes it look worse than it is. Um, but I still think they're in a good position to have a red-hot crack at a premiership for the next four or five even. So
0: They are. I mean, obviously, the, w- the, the way they went about this year, I thought was really good. They had a nice solid game plan. Chris Fagan had them playing, you know, good footy. It was exciting at times, but it was also really sensible. And you know, those young players were absolutely fantastic, as along with um, a few of the old heads like Luke Hodge and Mitch Robinson and the like. Daniel Rich. So everyone sort of contributed and really just yeah, the experience factor probably got him in the end, Um, up forward especially. I think no Mitch Robinson hurts Mitch as Robinson well. Mitch Robinson hurts, yeah, no Mitch Robinson. Yeah, he's he's been one of the best, you know, wingmen of the whole season, um, Mitch Robinson this year. He's the heart and soul of that team too. So, yeah, they'd be shattered without him. And, yeah, I mean, Charlie Cameron got injured early in the piece as well with that. Uh, still
1: performed well. He still performed. I don't think it hampered him too much. Yeah,
0: but he still, yeah, obviously, you know. But, you know, yeah, yeah everyone could have hard, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it was such a close game there. Maybe one more goal from Charlie would have been the difference. Um, but no, all, all credit goes to GWS here. I thought um, the way they're playing at the moment—that's why I was going to pick them in the prelim until obviously the news of Whitfield and Green came through because they're playing. Yeah, you know, they're playing Bulldogs-esque footy from 2016, I think. Um, the, uh, the the they the, they were like really struggling head into that into the finals. Um, a bit like the, the Bulldogs were back then. And then uh, had had that week off, got a few players back and. Just refresh them. Stephen Cornelio signed as well. With all that. I think I had a huge influence on them, and they've come out and they've just played fiery footy. And there's just it hasn't been, you know, like the Giants evolved like you know, you know, talent getting them through. It's been really grit and yeah, you know, the thing the, that's really they're, they're smashing me. blokes, aren't they?
1: The thing that's really impressed me is that you know that grit, that pressure. Like you know, DWS over the years have always won games based off their silky outside run, great skills, all those kinds of things, which they do still have. But now you add on that factor of hardness which they've lacked for a few years which is why they've lost a lot of prelims in the last couple of years and and semi-finals and things because they haven't brought the pressure and and the hardness but they're bringing it now
0: they are for sure um
1: and you know it's just a shame to see a team that's really up and about lose two of your best players in an already tough situation and and make it really really hard to go through that being said if they do go through it's uh it's an amazing accomplishment from them
0: yeah and if they do go through they'll obviously get Whitfield Green, and possibly Canelio back. So would be huge. Yeah, it'd be absolutely huge. So yeah, I mean, obviously, I think the jobs that Matt De and um Steven, and Matt De and um Sam Reid have done over the last two weeks can't be understated too. I mean, they went to Bond and Pelly and Hunter in the first final, I absolutely nullified them, and um Neil and I think Neil and McCluggage, um had the had them this weekend. They weren't at their absolute damaging best um on the weekend, so. Yeah, I think that if I can, yeah, obviously, if you're, we'll talk about that in the preview of the Collingwood Giants game a bit later, but I think that that those sort of players, and you know, the likes of Daniel Lloyd as well, that they sort of add that hardness to the Giants. I mean, um, you know, obviously, yeah, they still have that talent, but they've got the grit to go with it. And, yeah, they're a really hard, contested team. And, yeah, I mean, I, I think they're built for finals, and they showed it
1: on Saturday night for sure. It um, will be interesting to see where they send those two guys um, for this game against Collingwood, because you look at the Collingwood side and you've got a lot of dominant mids and things, but also a lot of the time when you're picking who you're tagging, you look at things like who are the best ball users of the team, who's going to burst out of a pack and make an impact, and for sure, you yeah. know, for example, do you send a border like a Pendlebury who's silky smooth and like you know hits people up every single time he gets the footy, or someone like an Adam Trelaw who probably gets the ball. Four or five more times a game than Pendlebury does, but might not have as much impact by foot. But you know, also has that running power. So, Pretty sure' interesting, yeah, we'll have a chat about that
0: whole game later on. That's probably going to be a massive aspect of that. You know, how that, how that game be won. But yeah, no, I think yeah, Deboer and Deboer and Reed obviously probably been the two who really sparked the Giants. Um, another one I thought I really liked is our uh, Brent Daniels from uh he kicked great kicked goal the, uh, to finish the match. Yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a rugby uh, rugby throw to get it out. Sure, <laughs> but you know if you get away with it, uh, Dusty get away with it up at the Gabba the week before. So yeah, they're paying throws now. Just so love seeing
1: right. someone, you know, that take off, burn someone, and and finish the goal. Yeah, especially so for much such a pace. for
0: such a young player as well. To have the composure to firstly burn the player, but then just stop and you know just assess what he could do. Yeah, keep the goal. I mean, a lot of players would just you know run away and you know kick from too far out or. You know, get off the side of the boat because they're running too fast. But he, you know, assessed it beautifully and keep the goals. And yeah, we're talking about last week. He's just so clean. He's Brent Daniels. Mm. You know, he has whenever he gets the ball. You know, something good happens for GWS. He's very good around the clearances as well. Very quick off the mark. So yeah, I think he's been a real find for them this year, and he'll be huge um on Saturday night as well. But yeah, no, I think um and Zach Williams is the other one too that just added that pace. He had another great game um across the wing and stuff. He so
1: seriously just worked his way into this season, hasn't he? He started he well. Yeah, and only got better. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, he had a few he off weeks. had a few weeks, weeks, off weeks, but then he sort of came back. Really, r- really when, he,
0: um, when they had those injuries, I think that was when he... Because well, he was more broad around the, around the footy, which was... uh, That really is the
1: good thing that can come from injuries early on in the season. You kind of... You get a bit of improvement from players. You find a few new players who uh, can add to your team. And all of a sudden, it comes to finals time, and they're having a big impact. So, well done to the Giants there. Um. Yeah, big game this week. Should we move on to the prelims now? I think we should. Yeah. Well, that's that's enough for the semi-finals.
0: Um, the prelims are huge. I mean, um, obviously, are going to be huge. We'll start with the uh, Friday night game, Richmond and Geelong. You'll be there on the uh, so on Friday night, won't you?
1: Tomorrow night. Tomorrow yep. night. Tomorrow night. I'm yeah, definitely tomorrow. there. Uh, ready how to d- go. How are the tickets? Um, it how actually, ticket? wasn't too bad. Was it wasn't not bad this year. Well, because what happened was I actually well, I only had one membership, so I bought a ticket for myself. Um. To go by myself but then turns out there were still tickets after all the memberships were done i think there might still be a couple of tickets now yeah if so. anyone's keen on going but you know it should be ninety thousand plus which will be awesome great atmosphere friday night much better atmosphere than saturday at four o'clock i think for sure yeah no, which for is sure. lucky for tigers and geelong fans but yeah super excited to get down
0: uh you got any uh you know obviously this time that exact day last year didn't uh pan out great for you um does that does that still enter your thoughts going into this one
1: um, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, I think the fact that that happened last year is a big plus for the mental side of the Richmond players going into it this year. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, last year, Richmond, the team was a bit cocky, went into the game thinking they were going to win, thinking it was all going to happen for them. They're a bit burned out as well, weren't they? A bit burnt out, a little bit burnt out, but they had had two weeks off in the last three weeks. So they kind of been that burnt out. Yeah. But, but you can um, kind
0: of see it though, like trend was you know, the they, trend was going down, know, bit, going down a bit whereas I mean, this you know, year
1: the trend's just been going up and up and up.
0: I mean yeah that's I think that's where Richmond's really sort of learned from last year. Yeah. I mean last year they just came out of the blocks and they you know I thought yeah we've got to win every way. Oh obviously it's good when it we well, like, you know, play our best footy from the start and really you just gotta like stagger it and you know
1: it's a bit more adversity, you know, we got smashed by Geelong earlier in the season so that'll sit in the Tigers players' minds a bit. Um and yeah obviously last year's prelim would still still hurt a lot. Um, and I think they're all really good things going in because you never want a team, especially when you're pretty heavy favourites like Richmond and also Collingwood are, um, you never want your players going in just thinking it's all going to happen for them because that's when upsets happen.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, the big one for um, the Tigers is the uh, introduction of Tom, Tom Lynch this year. Mm-hmm. He really, um, you know, he's he sort of built into his work nicely. Played his, um, you know, he was a bit you know, struggle. He was all right though at the start, but he struggled for a bit. And Jack came back and he's just sort of really come into his own over the last, you know, two months and played his first final up in Brisbane, uh, uh, up in Queensland. Uh, funnily enough, that's a mm-hmm. bit uh, ironic there for Tom, yeah. but, uh, you yeah, know, came to Brisbane, played big finals in Certainly Melbourne wasn't and, the, and the first one was up in, in Brizzy. But yeah, no, this will be huge. It's probably the biggest game of Tom Lynch's career. Um
1: oh. ha- Easily the biggest game of his ha- career. How have um, you seen his
0: development over the year?
1: I think people were almost a bit harsh on him at the start of the year. Like, people yeah, just expected him. I mean, I know he was a big money signing, but you can't expect someone who's been out of the game for a year yeah, he to was, just come yeah, in and dominate. Injured,
0: he? Yeah, he was really lucky to get um, round one, wasn't he? You
1: know, he throughout the whole season, was actually not too bad, Was pretty consistent. Kicked a few goals a game. Number one contested marks in the competition. Like, I really don't think you could have asked for much more than Tom Lynch. Everyone was very worried about the dynamic between him and Jack Rewalt, but I think that's been perfectly fine. You know, they're running patterns, they work well together. We've even got play two Rockman playing at the moment, so we've got another tool down there, and, yeah, and the forward pressure still seems to be pretty good. Um, I honestly would prefer just the one Ruckman. But so you
0: do you reckon they'll make the move? or? I don't think they will.
1: But I would have liked them too.
0: Which one would you prefer in the team, Nank or Soldo?
1: I would prefer Nank. Nank? I think Nank is Soldo's
0: playing good foot good two to footy to be left out there, I reckon.
1: Yeah, he's playing good footy, but I just think uh, I don't know, I just think Nank's experience um, is is obviously that above that of Soldo's, but I also just think is he's a better player. I would prefer him out there. Um and I know Soldo would be very stiff to miss out, but I just don't think we need an extra tool. I mean, the big issue is and the big advantage Richmond have is whenever Soldo's rucking, he's rucking against the other team's second ruckman and there's no way that yeah. a second ruckman from an opposition team's ever going to win a hit out against a guy like Soldo. Um, and I do think the one concern that Richmond probably have at the moment is I'm not sure if Nank's fit enough to ruck a whole game.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably the big one. That's probably why is, they really play both of them.
1: Yeah, that's my theory for why they're both playing. And I think whatever we do this week, we'll stick with for the granny if we do win. Yeah. Um, but it will be interesting to see because when you've got a team whose success has been built around forward pressure, sacrificing it is a big move. Well,
0: I mean, the grand final will most likely be against Brady Grundy, so yeah, the two rucks will probably be um yeah beneficial in that sense. True, very so, yeah, true. Yeah, be huge. Um, yeah, I think um yeah with the Tigers, uh, I think that the the forward line is just getting more and more potent. I think that's really where I think they set themselves apart from the other three teams. Um, they're just so efficient, like. Brisbane dominated that game at the qu- uh, up in Brizzy, but for a quarter and a half, but Richmond was still there their thereabouts because it's their ability. When, you know they just, it's not pretty the way they get the ball in there. Like you know they just they 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 want chaos, don't they? The Tigers up there, Can yeah, you just you see how dangerous. Rioli are?
1: Just, you know roll the ball around the ground and yeah, they. they let they si Bolton, get forward at Rioli, pass, don't they? even Castagna didn't have a great game against the Lions, but you know he pops up every quick, now yeah. and then. A lot I mean, of pace, a lot of it's skill. Just, yeah,
0: it's just breathtaking to watch how, how they go about it. And then when the Tigers do get a bit of clean play, I mean, you've got Rigo Patrolling from, you know, 45 to 75, and then you got Lynch deep. Or you can swap
1: it around if you want. The like. thing that I do love watching them do is when they're kicking long balls in and Lynch a lot of the time will lead at the ball and then Jack will lead out the back. Yeah. Um, and then if you've got, you know, for example, if you're up against like a West Coast or something, someone like McGovern obviously can't cover both of them. Yeah, for sure. Um, Which is one big, big advantage. And I think Geelong actually did it quite well um, this week against West Coast. That's kind of why they managed to get McGovern and Hearn out of the game a bit because they split them up a lot of the time with Radaglia and Hawkins leading different directions. Um, And with intercept marking being such a big thing, um, you know, someone like Tommy Stewart they're playing against this week. Tommy Stewart, yeah. Blitzarves is pretty good. Even Zach Toy pops up a few So if you can split them up as often as you can with those two leading different directions. It really helps out. Um, and, yeah, no, the forward line very dangerous and it'll be interesting to see how long who do have a very, very strong back line, will stand up against them.
0: For sure. I think the key player for the Cats um, would probably be Tom Stewart. We've just mentioned him before, I yeah, think. He's had a sure. great final. Had a great season, really, as uh, the big um, Tommy Stew. I really like what he's been able to do. Um, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's he's hard played, at true. the ball. He's, uh, you know...
1: How old you, sir? He said... I like to see what Tommy, oh, Tommy Stew, see what he. I'd like to see what he can do. it's uh, a bit of, a bit
0: Yeah, I was a bit off yeah, no, um, yeah, no, I, th- I think he'll be huge for him. You yeah, know, the interceptor. Yeah, he'll he'll be able to stop those um that Tigers' pressure a bit as well. You know, he's, he, he can play he can play lockdowns and smalls.
1: You know, he's well, yeah, players who can still dispose of the ball well under immense pressure. Are so and he's He's probably, and probably
0: one of the best at him. Yeah, it really. oh, for sure. And even Jake, as well. he's also quite good at it too. He's really so still up. He has. So I think that the Cats do have the armory better than, you know, any other teams really. Even Collingwood, I can. the Cats probably have the best defense mm. um, outside of the Tigers. So I think that'll be a good mashup to see how they go about taming the Tigers forwards. And yeah, I mean, obviously Geelong got the better of the Tigers back in whatever it was, round 12 or something, but you know, it's a completely different ball game. Now, very, very it?
1: different um, I think Richmond's biggest concern is and kind of always will be the midfield. Um, obviously, Dion Presti has had an amazing year. Cotchen's battling it out hard, but missed a lot of footy. Dusty's been in there, but going forward a lot. Um, Mate, Sh-
0: Shane Edwards, he's... Shane Edwards in the he midfield. He was huge in the midfield on the, o- the other day, wasn't he? He's
1: very elite. Um, but still, I think more often than not, especially on paper, Richmond's midfield um, is is a bit worse than the opposition's. Um, yeah, but what I, I think...
0: put put a break-even. I think because yeah. they're, they're so dominant behind the ball, they're you know, so, so well set up. And the way that they spread as well, I mean, you can almost sort of give up the clearance, or really, like it doesn't really matter. Obviously, it does yeah. matter a bit, but the, I think the Tigers are, well, are set up well enough. If, if they just sort of break it, it'll be in interesting the to
1: see because if Dangerfield can get on a roll and get a few breakaways. Yeah, um, I think Dangerfield, yeah, that's the point that I wanted goals. to talk about next
0: was what do the Cats do with Danger? I mean, obviously, with Tom Hawkins out.
1: I think he has to play midfield.
0: The the temptation is there for him to play full forward. He
1: obviously rests in forward as they always do, but he has to play midfield. You
0: reckon? I don't know. I feel like they're gonna want to have him forward for long periods of the game. I think um, you know, they do have Kelly and you know Selwood in that in the middle, so they can um, you know, they can sort of hold their own, especially you know you're talking about Richmond not having quite as strong a midfield as um, you know, yeah, the Cats. So true. I think that I'm I'm in the, the for I think he has to play forward for a lot of the game. Just on um, the way, you know, he's just so, you know, especially without Hawkins there, the way he can take grabs and, you know, he radically will need help.
1: I think. I think the other thing that's important about Dangerfield that he's been doing the last couple of weeks, you know, you talk about how good his marking is, but they've also relied on that contested marking, not just in the forward line, but from half back and through the midfield. Yeah. Um, And I think if you move Danger forward and you start losing that, then you, you open up for Richmond to take a few more intercept marks or even just break even. Um, and then you've got the ball going inside 50 a lot more. I mean, especially at half back, yeah. If you can get a bailout kick and just Dangerfield pops up and take a grab, because there's not a lot of other players in their team who does that. You know, their ruckmen don't really do that much at all. Yeah. Um, so if you don't have that link from half back, then if Danger's playing forward, he's not going to have the ball very much anyway. Yeah, um, that is true. And yeah, just his his will to get a clearance. You know, there were a few times the last couple of weeks you he him chase down, tackle, ball goes loose, and then he goes and gets he'd the ball that, himself. That, he? Yeah, no, runs the other way. So I think they're just game changing moments that you don't want to take away from a team who's been using them really well.
0: That's true. I mean, yeah, if Danger does go forward, you think Dylan Grimes gets that that role?
1: Yeah, definitely. He'll get 100%. yeah. So he'll get
0: Danger up there. I mean, I think Lockie Anderson will be the man who probably comes in for Tom Hawkins. Yeah, playing that right. forward. And yeah, I think yeah. Obviously, the Cats will be, you know. Obviously underdogs, but, you
1: know, if they can sort of play their best footy, you never know, do you? Yeah, no, I definitely think uh, if they play how they started against West Coast with that kind of ferocity, um, if a few of their stars really get on a roll, uh, if they hold Dusty well, Yeah, Dusty's, Dusty's the other big one, isn't he? So obviously um, they put him forward last you know, two weeks I ago. I think Dusty's always kind of going to start in the midfield. And Richmond kind of wait and see how the matchups are looking. Before yeah, because Dimmer, that was just
0: great coaching, wasn't it? Because was obviously, great.
1: you know,
0: the the, the, the t- Lions probably had you know the matchups for all the other, all the other forwards sorted out, but put Darcy in there and they just had nothing. in there.
1: Well, yeah, they they were put in a pretty tough spot. The Lions because of how well Rewalt played last time. Yeah. Um. And yeah, so they were already in a bit of predicament, like how they were going to use their matchups. And then all of a sudden you throw another seriously threatening target up there, and I mean obviously you risk not getting the ball down there as much when you do that. Um, yeah. But no, it worked wonders. Obviously,
0: it, it certainly did. And um, Dusty we'll just was
1: throwing the ball to players. He was, you know? mate. It
0: was it was just great. I mean, Dusty obviously can affect the, can affect the game in so many
1: areas. And it was really bad well, on firing I, that.
0: It was. Yeah. It, it was. It was shocking, but. Yeah, they were up by too
1: much at the time. Yeah. didn't really all matter too don't much. I don't think the Brisbane players cared that much. Yeah. Um, bad umpiring bad umpiring. So with, um,
0: obviously, just quickly, so Dusty in the middle, you think?
1: Starts in the middle.
0: And see what happens. Definitely not I opposed
1: think, to him moving forward later on, though.
0: I think the Cats probably are better equipped to deal with Dusty forward yeah. than Brisbane were. So I reckon around the ball, though, I think he'll be uh, pretty, pretty good. Um, We'll go now to the predictions, obviously. um, did it last couple of weeks. So who, do, who wins by how much and uh, what's your... Yeah, in match prediction.
1: I reckon that Richmond win by 24. And I'll say that Patrick Dangerfield's going to have at least 30 in a goal. 30 and a goal for Danger. Yeah, he's an absolute star. Paddy Hayes
0: for sure. Um, I'm going to go for the Tigers. I think the Tigers win by 39. I think it'll be relatively comfortable. They're going to have to do a good start and sort of hold that five goal, six goal buffer for the whole game uh, after, you know, half through the second quarter. So I think the Tigers win by. 39, and I'm gonna. I reckon that it will be. Good, I reckon Tom Lynch will kick five. I think Lynch will have his, his big, his big wow. finals moment. Tom Lynch, big game, huge game for our big Tom. Uh, Louis. What did Louis say the other week? Louis said something really funny. Um, he said that. Oh, fuck, I'll get a But it was like, it was the weirdest prediction ever. <laughs> like, I think it was something to do with like someone kicking, someone weird will kick five. I can't remember, but we'll go. Turn on to it later. We'll go now to uh, Collingwood and GWS, the second preliminary final. Yep. This one's going to be big. Well, it was going to be big until, obviously,
1: the two injuries, but. Uh, I don't think it's going to be big at all. I think it's Collingwood by 45. 45. I, yeah, think, I think the Pies, you know. Smash it. They on. haven't
0: played for a bit, and, you know, obviously, to Goey and Greenwood out, they're going to be some changes. So I think
1: the last quarter, Collingwood will absolutely run over the top of them.
0: But I think it, I, 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 I think the Giants could could get him earlier a bit. I, I don't know. They could. I reckon the Giants will be up at quarter time. Okay. And I reckon yeah. The, I can yeah. They'll, they'll probably come home hard. But yeah, I mean the way they're playing, I'm hoping that it transfers. You know, doesn't matter who's in the side. Mm. I think now Cameron's got them playing really really good footy. And you were ta- we were talking about it a bit earlier with uh, Reid and De Yeah. Now um, I was trying to ski off because I wanted to talk about this in the in the, yeah, yeah. the game in the preview. Um. Yeah. Who gets um who does who go? who does Reed go to and who does um De go
1: to I reckon I would be sending de to Trelaw and Reed to Pendlebury Reid to Pendlebury I
0: reckon that Reed goes to cybottom on the wing okay because I feel that sides that have had good success against Collingwood have um, taken side bottom out of the game and he's really dangerous on the wing there yep. So I think that yeah Reed will run with side bottom, mm-hmm. and I reckon that De will go to Pendlebury I think DeBoer probably be, yeah. So Tre- you're leaving Trelaw. I'll leave Trelaw. I think, um obviously, Trelaw gets the ball a lot. Yeah. You know, he's you but know, but a Bobby prolific player, but, you know, I'm not sure he does as much damage as a Pendlebury and a Cybottom. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, I think that Reed will run with Cybottom on the wing and uh, DeBoer will go to Scott Pendlebury, but obviously, they have the ability to change that up if Trelaw really gets is, going. Yeah. So I think that really, obviously, same in saying that. I think for Collingwood, the two major players will be, um, the two of you don't get tagged, I mean Trello, for me it'd be Trelaw and Adams. Yeah. And Tom Phillips. I think that they're gonna be the
1: three yep. who really drive the pies. Um, what do you reckon? Um, yeah, no, it's an interesting one because that depth through the Collingwood midfield um does make it easy for them and then obviously if someone like is getting injured, he's probably one who can go forward more so than a lot of the others of them. Yep, um, sure. which is one reason I, I really I was a bit iffy on who I was choosing. To get tagged, if I was the GWS coaching staff, I would have to be spending a lot more time thinking about it because I reckon in to yeah. too dangerous, man. Like when he gets going, he's so good. And he his, is, his but I don't think he's got going out much this year.
0: Yeah, he has. He, he, has, he has had a few big games, I and mean, when he's had he's big had a games, he's
1: But yeah, it's an interesting one because I also do think GWS's wingers are pretty strong as well. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I think. Sometimes if a winger's got to be more accountable, um, it also stops them from having as big a game. Yeah. Um, but no, it will be interesting to see what happens there.
0: It certainly will. Um, and obviously with the GWS side of it, I mean, it goes without saying that Josh Kelly is the man for them. He has to like seriously play out of He's his mind. He's got
1: 35 and a couple of goals. If they got but a the
0: other, the others are, I'm, I'm really liking that. I think I think their depth is not bad there. I mean, Tim Tarano has had a great year. Who do you think's coming in? And... Oh, and Jacob Pop is the other one who's been really good. Um, I don't really know like who's even really out for them. Um, let me see. I think they got yeah. I'm trying to think because the Lady obviously isn't coming back in. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I don't know.
1: Um, makes it hard for them, doesn't it? Do they bring ja- losing a few players, I Bobby Hill, they'll bring in Bobby Hill. Interesting, bit of X factor.
0: Yeah, but I'm not sure he'll have any And I don't know. Do you think? Jackson Haley, I don't know, man. I reckon it has to be Jackson Haley. Yeah, Jackson, I think Haley. he's quite a good player. I he mean, is, but I'm not sure not if it how we will go. You know, first year player coming into a pre them against Collingwood, but
1: yeah, but you never
0: know. I mean, I can yeah, him, I can Bobby Hill and probably him, which is you know, you're losing a lot with Whitfield and going out for those
1: two. Absolutely, but they yeah. are talented. So that's the thing you got to think about when you got two of your top six going out. You also like worsen the bottom six. Yeah, which we talk about a lot, especially on this show. I think we're. Talked like the bottom six, bit. but um, yeah. But man, no. Jacob Hopper, I reckon
0: he have it. He's he's massive for him. He's I thought sort of third mid. He's he's probably really ever since Ward and stuff have been out. He's really come into his own this year. I think Jacob Hopper, um, him and Toronto, they're really gonna have to support um Josh Kelly on mm-hmm. the weekend and Zach. Well, they'll throw Zach Williams in there as well because he's he'll, he'll be around the ball a bit too. So more th- so, probably, than he has yeah, been. for sure. And I, ho- I really hope that Green gets off, because if Green gets off, I reckon this can going really be re- re- a then really good game. it'll
1: give him a crack, won't it? Because Green, will, you know, he can go in the middle, he can play forward. So I think that, but I think, yeah. And we haven't really talked about the fact there's no Jordan Dugowie there as well. Um, yeah, that is true. The Collingwood forward line is still so good, though.
0: Yeah, I mean, Elliot and Stevenson, I think. Elliot had a great game. They'll have, they'll, they'll have no problem, um, yeah. you know. But it still makes it
1: a bit harder for them, you know. Obviously, Jordan can't take the best defender anymore, so yeah. But he's 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 really—he's only
0: played half a footy in like two months, so yeah. And the Pies have probably played their best in the last two months, so yeah, true. They're probably—they're probably used to it now, I guess. And I mean, Darcy Moore getting through was pretty big for them too. That was massive. So I think he'll he'll, he'll be—he'll—he'll be—he'll have a massive thing to say because GWS's forward line is still very, very good because you know they have still got Jeremy Cameron, Finlayson... and. Well,
1: if you remember back to last time these two teams met um basically Mm -hmm. what happened is collingwood had no tall forwards in and gws threw everyone tall forward yeah uh, yeah, there was not a lot collingwood could do (laughs) yeah Um, so darcy moore is obviously different story now yeah
0: but i think yeah i I think i really hope that they'll be able to do something The giants pull something out i don't know because i like him i think they, they they deserve to be in it they're the only team that's won a final for the last four seasons, I think it is. So yeah. I think they deserve to make a cranny. But, you yeah. know, obviously Collingwood away is going to be a very tough task. Um, Jeremy Cameron, you yeah, know, obviously we've we'll talked talk about him plenty. Um, he's just, you know, building his work nicely. Doesn't have to kick a lot of goals, have a big, input, big impact, does he?
1: Well, yeah, um, especially with Jeremy Finlayson playing so well. Yes, um, and, Himmelberg well. Goals, and Himmelberg as well. And Himmelberg as well. He can get up, yeah,
0: he can get up and ground.
1: There's plenty of goals going around and... But yeah, Jeremy Cameron's an unbelievable player, and obviously the best of those three. I'm um, the number one target. But Here's the thing something. about being the number one target is you also attract the number one defender. Do they put Cameron on the ball at times? I wouldn't. Yeah, cause
0: obviously with uh, with always big um, you know, big ball moves out. You could put him on the wing. Maybe. Put him on the wing, yeah. But I don't know, like maybe. I put him on the obviously, ball. it wouldn't be same guy for the whole game. He play forward for a lot of it, but yeah. it's something that they could potentially. Yeah, look at. because, you know, he's, he, he he has he does he, he can win the ball.
1: Don't know how how good his running back would be.
0: Yeah, that this that, man will get off the leash a little bit. Yeah, I think yeah, he'd probably maybe bring him in for a couple of clearances, you know, and yeah. then just go straight forward. So yeah. that's another thing. Leon Cameron is he's, he's a very good coach he's a Leon, so he's got plenty to think about there.
1: Mm, absolutely.
0: For sure. We'll go to the uh predictions now unless you have any other big uh um, no, no, big to say Big predictions. So um you said before you said Collingwood by forty five?
1: Yeah. Oh, I'll say forty-seven. Forty-seven. He's gone up
0: two <laughs> points in the last uh, ten minutes. Yeah. And uh, ever since
1: Jeremy Cameron's been playing midfield, I don't like their <laughs> chances very much. Yeah, Leon's. Uh, I've actually uh, got a text from
0: Leon, he's told me that Jeremy Cameron's on ball, so He's going up to forty-seven. Um, and what's your in-game prediction? Um, I reckon Jamie Elliott will kick four. Yeah, he's playing some great footy, Jamie Elliott. He's really putting some extra dollars on that uh, contract. Four plus. He's a very, very good player. I, he, he makes him so much more dangerous. Um, myself, I was gonna pick. As I've said this, a few, I was gonna pick GWS until Whitfield and Green were out. Yeah. But I'm gonna pick the Pies. that win it by 29. It would be close to three quarter time, and then run right over the run right over the top. I think. Um, in game prediction, I reckon that of Papa will have 28 plus. He's been. Just okay. been he's been so good. I really, yeah. I think, I really like like what he's been able to do. So. Jacob Popper, mate.
1: I'd be pretty confident that's gonna happen as well, to be honest.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not it's not very bold it's not a very bold
1: pick. Say thirty two. Thirty yeah, thirty two.
0: <laughs> nah. But he like he, he always he always gets between like twenty five and thirty. Like he gets yeah, yes, he's true. solid every week. Yeah. But he never like gets massive massive
1: amounts. So Yeah, no fair. Yeah, no. If he does get thirty two. If he does get thirty two, they're a big
0: chance. I think yeah, with him Toronto Toronto, not Toronto uh, Yes, so I think. I'm going to go... Yeah, I'm going to change it. Finlayson to kick three. Okay. I was so, at, have to think about that as well. Yeah, so actually, I'm, that would be both. So, Topper 28, and Finlayson, Finlayson three. And three. Yeah.
1: And they still lose. Going but, hard on the Giants for a team that's losing by 30.
0: Yeah, but uh, I reckon it's going to be close. That it's just going to yeah, be that true. last quarter. I yeah, okay. so Yeah, I reckon it'll be a good game up to there. Um, Move on now to uh, the uh, grind like years. And, man, you can't really go past Toby Green suspension. We talked yeah. about it a bit earlier. Absolute uh, disgrace. That one um, I didn't like it at all. Did not like it, mate.
1: I was I thought and we're definitely not the only two. A lot of AFL blood people. Blood boiling,
0: mate. My blood is boiling. Yeah. it's just yeah, it's just an absolute joke. I think uh, Timmy, to it's uh, Toby Green, and hoping tonight that he gets off. But yeah, it's just really take, it takes away a lot from the game. Cause I hope, would I, be I, more I love surprised
1: if he doesn't get off.
0: You'd be more surprised if he doesn't get off. I think he'll get off. I fucking hope he does. Cause I a lot of this is a unpopular opinion, but I love Toby Green. Love the yeah. way he goes about it great player and you know he just it plays like that game on the edge and i do like that you know he's he's hard yeah i love it so yeah, yeah. that growing in my gears to not see him out there yeah man, I'll, I'll, i've been up on the giants i do like them so toby green being out is a huge uh negative there um move on now don't have an unsung hero for do you lucky
1: ah oh maybe i'll come up with one unsung um, on? hero for the week ah oh, we're not really for the week i was gonna say Jaden short Jaden's short. Yeah, no, you can do He's been really that. good for. Him. I mean, he didn't play last week. Yeah,
0: no. He, I'll, I'll, I'll but give I think you that. he's been I'll really good,
1: and no, I don't think anyone talks about him very much. He got talked about last year when he made the All Australian yeah, squad, but ever he's since come came back, back. Yeah, he's been Came great. back from a pretty bad injury, and is solid. You know, solid. Solid yeah, know. in defence. I'm loving that. Great leg off half back, and. Will probably have an impact this week as he normally does. Loving that. Oh yeah, he's huge for the Tigers of half-back, Really, uh,
0: Starts up that ball movement, doesn't he? Yeah. Jaden Short. Um yeah, great stuff there from you, Lockie. Love that. Coming up, uh, quick, quick thinking. I love it. Um, <laughs> we'll go now to winners and losers of the week. Uh the you know, just really the best segment. Think, is fun, <laughs> we we come up with some crackers here, so uh, um, we'll give you the new ball if you got a winner a winner for the
1: week. I think See the you know. winner is the Collingwood Football Club. Very lucky week for them. You know, didn't have to deal with Toby Green or Lockie Whitfield. The yeah, coaches no, would be is, loving that. That's a lord, yeah, no, very, really, very yeah, lucky week for them. That's, that's huge huge a big for the win. Prize.
0: Yeah, no, that's uh, that's pretty lord there. Um, yeah. Um, for me, I reckon I'm just gonna go with it's a tough one. I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm just gonna go with cricket because
1: I think that yeah. the
0: Ashes series was just you know big. The winner was cricket. I reckon.
1: Ah, <laughs> the winner was cricket. The winner
0: was cricket. Obviously, it was drawn tour. We haven't just talked about cricket this episode, so I thought I'd. I, did. And I thought, yeah, it was just absolutely fantastic um, to see. I wasn't see. happy
1: with the last game.
0: I wasn't happy with the last game. Yeah, I don't I like
1: the fact that, you know, in the record books it's going to go down as a draw.
0: Yeah, I mean, they were just a bit off for two days, I think. They dropped they yeah. dropped those catches. Hung they just, over. Yeah, if I can decide to bowl, man. That was stupid, but yeah. I think that, yeah, I thought the, w- the winner was cricket, so I think the winner was cricket, cause, and that photo at the end where they were all having a beer and the uh, change room really just typifies what test cricket's about, both teams are. Uh, I thought that was really a very, very good series and a very, very good English summer with the yeah. World Cup, too. So, well, that's come to a close, I reckon.
1: Now that you bring up cricket, I reckon that inspires my loser a little bit. And I think my loser's the Sun newspaper. Yeah, you know that, the that was bad. yeah, that was bad. Very bad. Yeah, not not very classy from them. And I think, yeah, they've been copying a lot of flack from people. Dan
0: rightly so. I think yeah, that was, a, yeah. yeah, obviously, you don't need to get the, the thing happened 30 odd years ago. I don't really need to get personal about that. And pretty,
1: like, pretty crazy story, too. Like, yeah, it's, it's
0: insane. And, like, it's like, just yeah, it's pretty crazy, there, Ben Stokes. Not he's something you want
1: yeah. people, you know, all around the world looking at and talking about. For sure, yeah, hundred
0: percent agree there. Ben Stokes um, had a
1: great response to it, which almost unfortunately brought a bit more attention to the story as well, which is still uh, up pe- online. People,
0: people are still backing him in though, which yeah, is good. Yeah. yeah, I definitely did like that. Um, my loser of the week. Um, there's been a few. I can. It's got to be the Boomers. They choked bad, didn't they? Um, choked really bad. They choked, man. Free throws, they, mate. Free, free throws, Delhi. Uh, Patty Mills, mate. Yeah, it was just, uh, and to t- so not win the third place playoff as well. Yeah, that just really, yeah, they. Just, w- <sighs> it's just because they they would have beaten Argentina and yeah they could have won, man. Just double choked, overtime. Choked, man. Argentina were up in the game as well for like yeah, the whole night, the yeah. whole time. Big loss of the week there, but hopefully with Ben Simmons and a few more NBA players are uh, adding to the depth of the Olympics, they should be good for a medal. I reckon okay. the can.
1: Don't think a lot of people would be even thinking about beating the U.S. team for yeah, a, a medal. I mean, I th- I th- I, th- I, th- I think they can
0: get it. We'll have well. a good crack
1: at silver. Silver. If we don't. As long as we avoid the U.S. as long as we can. Yeah, I think um, I think I
0: think we'll be good there because obviously Ben Simmons is class, a big in, but they've also got a few other NBA players as well that will come in like you know Dante Exum, yeah, Thumb Maker, that yeah. Ryan Brokhoff. Uh, yeah, yeah. They got um Jonah Bolden, so that they will just add depth to the bench. I uh-huh. think so. We want to
1: be, we want to be getting some medals soon though, because we're going to lose a few of these blokes pretty, pretty quickly. Yeah,
0: we yeah, are. but we do have Ben Simmons. They're getting a bit old. I mean, we've we've got Ben time. Simmons
1: for a long time, but as we saw with Young, you can't Josh win Green with one player. Well, yeah.
0: that, that Josh Green, so he's, he's, he's that young guy. Yeah, true. So he could. Yeah, no, I think the Boomers will be looking alright, but yeah, but they do. The 2020 is a huge chance for him. Yeah. So, so unfortunately, they couldn't get it done. There, um, I think that rough stuff for another episode of Down the Line. Different one here with Lockie. Um, here off his uh. Big break! What's it like to be back? Yeah, it's good fun. Good Love fun, being yeah. back. Love Ch- talking Tigers. Footy. Yeah, they are looking pretty good. Uh Richmond and yeah, I mean we will have a huge grand final show for you next week. Uh, we'll be in Adelaide. Not sure if Lucky's not going to be there. I think it's a week too early for him. i be able to
1: jump on the phone. Jump we'll on
0: see the what phone. We can do actually? Yeah, we have, Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get Lucky we'll on the phone. We get Lock it in. Lock it in. We we'll get Lucky on the phone. Hopefully Lewis and Dark will be there, mate. Might have a few special guests as well. Dylan's uh, definitely there, yeah. Dylan's definitely there. Hopefully we get Collie uh, Dog, Jammers, collie, the leg. Jammers, Skill, and oh,
1: we'll get Dog on the phone.
0: Yeah, Dog on the phone as well, mate. It'll just be a good episode. So for event, look look out for that because that that will be good fun, I reckon. Uh, yeah. everyone having a chat about footy and hopefully for lucky sake the Tigers in a grand final.
1: Yeah, if we lose, I might not be on. Yeah,
0: no, that, that'd we, be pretty if rough. If we lose, I'll be <laughs> I'll be at home crying. So fair enough. Well, that does us. Uh, have a good one, and I uh, hope the prelims are good. Gotcha.